Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's popping? Digging the shirt. Thank you. Digging the shirt. Look at that. You're wearing the T-Lop swag. Yeah, shout out Sam, the guy that uh, transcribes all of our YouTube uh, videos first in the comments. I'm actually going to send them some swag, so Sam, this is what you're going to get. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sam. Mm -hmm. Hey, can we... Um, are you going to reload some of that swag? Yeah. What if someone wanted a, a shirt sent to them? You know what? I think all I have to do is drop a comment. Drop a comment? I mean, an educated comment. I mean, you know, we have limited supplies. We don't want to be just, you know, just willy-nilly throwing them out. But, yeah, just drop us a comment. You know, be a fan, and we'll see what we can do. Perfect. And if you don't want to drop us a comment, by dropping a comment, you mean on YouTube. Correct. YouTube yep. or Instagram. Oh, this is a great segue for where can you find the podcast? Let's you? talk about where you can find the podcast, and then we'll get into today's episode. Okay. Let's get the business aspect out off of the, the table. Let's go. All right. If you want to see some really funny promos and clips that John Coleman tirelessly works at, mm. rip stuff off of the interweb, yes. adds them to content mm -hmm. to make you laugh and also to hammer a point across, mm -hmm. you can check us out on Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. TikTok. We are at the Lone Officer Podcast. Yep. If you're looking for me as the individual, as the human being, I am on LinkedIn. I'm Dustin Owen. I'm pretty easy to find. Mm -hmm. He is John Coleman. Google, Google him. him. Google him. Right. Uh, speaking of LinkedIn, yeah. we do have our own LinkedIn page. LinkedIn page. And it yep. is called The Lone Officer Podcast. Podcast. Yep. And then finally, if you're listening to us, please know you can watch us on YouTube. That was the whole commenting that John mm. was talking about, the transcribing that John mm. was talking about, and why Sam is getting a shirt, because Sam is an active listener who participates and also comments on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But if you're not into watching us and you just want to listen to us, you can. Yes. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere else that you can find podcasts, we are The Loan Officer Podcast. Ooh, that was the smoothest one so far, I think. All right. That was good. Well, let's rock and roll. All right. What are we doing today? I want to get into how to get hired. Mm, seems like a hot button issue these days. Well, here's the thing. I've been helping some of our listeners out. They reach out via LinkedIn. Right. Sometimes hit, hit us up on IG. And these are some of the questions that are coming over. Like, hey, Dio, I'm newer in the industry. Mm. I may be brand new. I may be newly licensed. Should I just be applying for lines through, uh, for, for opportunities mm -hmm. through the company's website? Mm -hmm. Or is it okay if I reach out to the branch manager? Mm -hmm. Hey, Dio, I can't get anyone to call me back. Hey, Dio, when I went and interviewed, it didn't go any further than that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about standing outside, like mm -hmm. sta standing out from the crowd, right. not standing outside. <laughs> you may have to stand outside, right? but it's standing out from the crowd. How do you get hired? especially if you're not carrying with you a book of business because maybe you are transitioning. Maybe you are brand new. Maybe, maybe this is your first time trying to obtain a, a career as a loan originator who self generates their own leads. Maybe you started off in a bank or a credit union or a call center, but now you're ready to make that transition. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be, let's talk about some of the tips, tricks, and tactics you can do to make sure that you Get an interview, you get thought about, you are you are um, introduced to career opportunities within said organizations. Okay, let's do it. All right, easy enough. Nice. And is this applicable just for loan officers or processors? I'm going to say it's applicable for any industry. Okay. My wife, this was 20 years ago. My wife. My wife. My, my wife 20 years ago was able to land her first teaching gig 
in Atlanta, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta in DeKalb County, but we'll call it Atlanta, a little bit outside the perimeter, not inside the perimeter for my 404 folks and 770 <laughs> folks. Um, or I forgot the 789? I forgot the, I'm thinking of the ludicrous lyrics area yeah. codes and I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, wait, his lyrics? Yeah. Oh, you thought 770 oh, and 404 and worldwide act like y'all don't okay, know. So you yeah, know yeah. Okay, so Yeah, there's actually three area codes um, in Atlanta, 404, 770, and I think it's like 678. Okay. Something like that. Correct, us, it, in, correct us in the comments. Homie. Yes, correct us in the comments, <laughs> please. No, but my but my wife, she was able to obtain her first job teaching by hand-delivering resumes to schools during the summertime. In the summertime, teachers are not working. But you know who is? Administrators. You should know this. Your parents mm -hmm. were administrators. Mm -hmm. They worked mm -hmm. more of a 11- or 12-month mm -hmm. calendar, not a 10-month calendar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she tried all the job boards and 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 you know going to the county website and mm -hmm. uploading her resume, and she wasn't getting any traction. Mm -hmm. So she got in her little 1992 Chevy Cavalier, mm -hmm. and she drove, and she went to various schools, and she walked in smiling, dressed well with her resume, introduced herself, and bam, landed two interviews, got one job. Get out of here. Yes. So this translates to really anything, mm -hmm. but. Uh, the questions that have been coming in over the past couple of weeks have been for people who are entering into the mortgage space, right. looking to land a job. Okay. And I, I hate to use the word job, a career opportunity, because that's what it is. Like, this is a career. You know something's a career when it has its own language, its own jargon, mm -hmm. right? The medical field, it has its own jargon. If yep. you go to a doctor's office and hear those people talk, you're going to be like, what, what language mm, are they speaking? No idea. Right. You go to a police precinct and you hear those people talk. Mm -hmm, no idea. No idea. You come to this mortgage office. Definitely. You idea. did this like yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what they do. Say. I, but now I'm a little bit knowledgeable, though. Yeah. Yeah. People start dropping LTV and DTI and DU and AUS and, and LOS. Then and then I'm like, BYE. That's just buy. <laughs> See, like, you took a while. Where over your head on that one, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's go. We're kind of going to kind of spit all this. We're going to run at it. Okay. And I'm going to use some of the listener questions right. as the um, fuel for this conversation. The fuel for this conversation, like how you said that. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start with this. You're trying to obtain a career opportunity. You want to land that interview. You want to get hired. Mm -hmm. But you're tired of just applying to the job board, mm -hmm. which may be out of their corporate office, mm -hmm. where they may be 2,000 miles away from the actual branch that you're trying to land this, this position with and you're getting nowhere, first and foremost, understand for most of us, this is a sales job or it's a sales support job, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're a loan officer, a loan partner, a loan officer assistant, an underwriter or a processor, you're coming to work for a sales organization. That's what we do. We mm -hmm. go out and market ourselves to the consumer so that they come to us for their home loan needs. Pick up the phone and introduce yourself. Use the internet, figure out who the branch manager is. Call the branch manager. If the branch manager doesn't return your phone call, call him or her again. Mm -hmm. If they don't return your phone call, text them, email them, or freaking show up. If you show up, you better be well-dressed right. with a resume in hand, possibly even a cover letter. You, you better have, have prepped yourself with what is your 60 or your 90-second elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. Why you? Mm -hmm. Why you? If you're struggling just landing the opportunity to talk to someone who has decision-making power. Make yourself stand out. If you're getting nowhere with the branch manager, try calling one of the loan officers. Mm. Call someone who works there. Introduce yourself. 
Don't hide from the facts. Don't sugarcoat it and don't waste their time. Wasting their time is when you get too detailed, too wordy. Be straight to the point, polite and professional. Hey, John, my name is Dustin. You don't know me and I don't know you, but I'm hoping you can help me. I have been trying desperately to break into this industry and I want to interview with your company based on the research I've done. And I can't get your branch manager to call me back. Is Cindy the right person I should be calling? Hmm. Oh, it is? Is there any way that you can put in a good word with Cindy? Like if I gave you my contact information, could you could you hook a brother up? Could yeah. you help me out? Yeah. Like that's the type of conversation that, that you'd want to have. Calling the branch manager and introducing yourself. This happens. I've had people do it and people who have reached out to me as a branch manager. When I got to talking to them, I'm thinking, yeah, there's a reason why mm -hmm. someone from my home office is not calling you back. Mm -hmm. But I still help them. A, because I'm a nice guy most of the time. And B, because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, just because they're not a good fit for my organization doesn't mean that they're not a good fit for an organization that I know of. I mean, that literally happened when we were out at lunch two days ago. He wasn't yes. looking for a job, but the uh, individual came up, a young man. Are you Dustin Owen? I thought he was going to mention the podcast. Like, are you Dustin Owen? And so-and-so was like, I'm trying to get a hold of you. And he gave you uh, his card, and you're right. You pointed him in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I thought he was going to be I, a, a listener I, that was as well. My I'm moment. like, oh, my God, we yes, made it. that was it. We made yes. it. John oh. and I are at the local alehouse yes. just having lunch. Yes. And someone walks up like, yeah, are you Dustin yeah, Owen? I, and I, I was I, like, whoa, I, depends. I, I, I are you with, serving me papers? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I joke with Dustin. It's like, we, we'll know when we made it when he's just standing in Publix at line just by, you know, bothering, you know, by himself. And then someone comes up, taps on the shoulder, excuse me, are you that guy from the podcast? That's <laughs> when it just blows up. But, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so 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 even as a branch manager, when the person wasn't qualified for the position that we were we were hiring for, I at least gave them five minutes of my time, three minutes of advice, and someone else to call. Mm -hmm. So if you want it bad enough, it's out there, and you you can call the branch manager directly. Mm -hmm. You can email, text, you can pop by, and if none of that is working, you can start calling their other loan officers. It's on their website, yeah, guys and is. girls. Like it's on the website. Like call them. Don't waste your time. Be direct. Be polite. Be professional, and and be yourself, and leverage that. And then when someone tells you, "Hey, no, we're not hiring. You wouldn't be a good fit." Follow up. Hmm. Who should I be talking to? Who in this market do you think would would be willing to? Let's say you're brand new, right. hire a rookie, or let's say you're a processor. Who do you know that that needs a processor? Because maybe you're a mortgage processor and you were just laid off because volumes have subsided because refis are starting to go away. And maybe this mortgage company isn't looking to hire, but that doesn't mean that I don't know of a mortgage company that isn't. Or better yet, maybe the, the mortgage company I'm thinking of, it's not me, but it's one of my friends. I know they're not hiring for processors, but I know that their top producer just lost their loan partner. Oh, and maybe I can be like, hey, you know what? Have you ever thought about getting in the sales side of things? Because I know so-and-so over at XYZ Bank or Lender, right. and that person is looking for a loan partner. That may be a position worth you interviewing for. Let me give you their hiring manager's personal cell phone, by the way, because I know them. Right, yeah. Because I network like crazy within my industry because I'm involved mm -hmm. in my industry trade organizations. There you go. All right? So then, like, like that is one way that you could tackle the hurdle of, no one's calling no, okay. me back. No one's getting back to me. Question for you. As someone who hires loan officers, do you weigh, like, how much do you weigh the resume, like how fancy and good the resume is versus how good they are in person when they get interviewed? You know, some careers. On the resume, the things that I'm looking for, longevity. How long were you with your last employer? Because if you've had a hard time sticking with one employer, it's a red flag. 
Now, if you're newer in life, like you, know, you just recently graduated from college or you've only been out of high school for three or four years, I'm going to be more forgiving if you've only been on, you know, one job for 14 months, another one for 20. Mm -hmm. But if you've been in the workforce for two decades and I look through your resume and you haven't really held a position anywhere for two years plus, mm. then that's gonna, it's gonna be a red flag. And then I look for, does your, does your skill set that's, that's translating from your previous employer translate well into what we do? But that's hard to tell, so we end up having to have a phone call. Mm -hmm. The phone call would then lead to a face-to-face -face interview, or maybe we grab lunch or grab coffee. Right. You know, but I'm looking for certain things like, do you have any sales experience? Uh, do you have? Uh, are you coming from an entrepreneurial background? Right? Maybe someone's like, hey, I ran my own food truck for five years, mm. and I went from one food truck to three food trucks, and then I sold it. Okay, you, you've never been in advertising sales or car sales or insurance sales, you're not coming from a banking environment, but I sure as heck want to talk to you. You're hmm. entrepreneurial. Like for me, a successful loan officer has to have a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. Right. You know, or but maybe been in, been in banking. Then I'm gonna say, well, how long have you been with your current bank for? Okay, for three years, where, where, where were you before a previous bank for five years? Okay, cool. Five years is a decent amount of time to spend with one employer and you're currently at your current, you're currently at your current, <laughs> you're currently with your employer uh, for three years, I like the longevity. Mm -hmm. Now I have to figure out, are you a hunter? You know, do you need to, are you able to go out and eat what you kill? Mm -hmm. Because in my world, that's what we ask our loan officers to do. Now, maybe I interview you and you're like, ah, you don't work well in our world, but you're extremely detail oriented, mm -hmm. you're compliance, you're, you're focused, uh, you're dependable, you're reliable. I trust that you're good with math, you're good with customers. Maybe you're good working for a direct-to-consumer place, right? Mm. Maybe you should go work for Rocket Mortgage as a loan officer where they can give you a headset, give you a computer screen, and the phone calls just come in, mm -hmm. right? So then even that person, after a phone call, I could maybe figure that out or at least an interview. Right. And even still, if they made it that far with me, I could at least give them some career advice and let them run with it. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, we talked about obtaining the the um, appointment, mm -hmm. getting someone to respond to you, getting someone to talk to you, mm -hmm. standing out from the crowd. How do you do that? Well, it's a sales job. You gotta sell yourself. Sell, sell yourself, yourself. get yeah. creative, market. Oh yeah. Yes, market. Mm -hmm. I have once delivered pizzas mm. to a potential employer to get their attention. Yep, I slept overnight at EA Sports un unsolicited, they didn't ask me to, in order to lock the job, to screw the job. Did slept, you really? Yeah, I slept on the floor. Tell me that story. Uh, so when I first started EA, it was in QA. It's very difficult. So at the bottom, you but you bug testing games. I had the opportunity to um, still part time uh, move into the marketing department. During the interview, the guy's like, "Listen, he led with this. He's like, you will not get a full time job out of this. So just want to be clear with you. It's a six month contract position um, moving forward. So tell me about yourself because they want to make it very adamant. Like just because you got over here, you're not going to get transitioned. But once I got the opportunity, I was like, I'm not, this is where I was destined to be. I'm going to bust my ass to make sure I stay. Um, so one night I had a project and um, I think I was recording for a video game and like the audio was turned off and they're like, oh, well, shit, you need to do it tomorrow or something. Come in early tomorrow to do it. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to stay here overnight and do it. So I slept like in the media department area, stayed overnight, captured everything, told my mom, I was like, yeah, I'll be home tomorrow. Um, woke up the next, woke up the next day. Everybody was like coming in like, hey, what are you doing here so early? He's like, oh, I haven't left. And then that was the moment they were like, oh, shit, like this this kid's for real. And then from there, I was able to kind of be looked at in a different light. 
um, rather than just someone looking for a cool job opportunity at EA Sports. Yeah, because it was a part-time job at which point it was basically temp. Oh, it was temp. That's exactly yes. what it was. It's temporary. Yeah. But I was like, this is once you have an opportunity, you know what you want, you have to like do things. Just like Dio, you have to do things that are uncomfortable, that'll make you stand out, but it's well worth it in the end. Yeah, I know of, of loan officers who have sat in the parking lot of a particular uh, real estate office waiting. No way. Yeah, waiting for the realtor. Now, this was easier to do 15, 20 years <laughs> right, ago because not. less people worked remote and technology wasn't right, as abundant. Right. So you could basically rely on a top producing realtor coming in and, out, in and out of the office at least three or four days out of the week. Mm-hmm. So if you sat there long enough, you're going to catch their attention. Mm. Right? There's There are, are, are sales stories of crazy. Right, going to extremes. Like, yes. But- I mean, someone parked outside of his prospective client's house that's so much stalkers yes to where he went and introduced himself to the person's wife person's wife said no so-and-so won't be home till five or six this was like 10 a.m and he goes okay that's fine i'll wait and the wife would bring coffee out to him intermittently throughout the day because she saw hey this dude's not leaving he introduced himself he was polite and professional and obviously didn't didn't scare her into thinking he was a creeper right and sure as heck when her husband got home at 6 p.m he was waiting for him wow just wanted the introduction just wanted to put a face with a name right i met a young lady yesterday who blew my socks off right. i mean just absolutely wowed me um if i can get her on the interview on the interview on the mm-hmm. podcast to interview right. just heads up casey mcelroy and mike williams I have a feeling, Mm-mm. I have a feeling her story may one-up your story. It's not going to knock the fact that you you, you gentlemen did great production your mm-hmm. first year or two in the business. But this lady might have done a little bit more. Mm. And her second year might be a mm-hmm. lot more Damn. than what Mike and Casey are currently doing. We'll let's see, right? It's okay. still halfway through the year. Right. But here's what impressed me about her. One, and I just met her. She doesn't does not work for right. us. She works in the same industry. But um, I met her and I started hearing her story and I realized, oh, she's been successful in anything that she's done. Like she was one of the rare people who was able to do like multi-level marketing at the highest level and make money. Like 98% of the people like lose money right, right. in a ton of time. Right. She actually did it. But I started like just kind of picking her brain about how she learned the business. Oh, did you use Xenix or did you use the Mortgage Bankers Association School of Mortgage mm-hmm. Banking or did you do this? Did you do that? And she said, I went to that office. For 30 days, a whole entire month, I attended every meeting, every training, and I worked for free. What? She worked for free. Before she even decided to study for her NMLS, pass her SAFE test, and get licensed. Well, it must have been easy for her because she doesn't have kids or anything at home. She must have had a bunch of free time on her hands. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 three children and a career doing something else. Wait a minute. Yes. So whatever it took. Whatever it took, she was going to make sure that she found her way to yes. She was never going to let failure be an option, nor the highest level of success. Mm. That's the only way she thinks. So, yeah, she's like, what, 60 hours, 70 hours, 100 hours, whatever I have to do, I was going to work for free for 30 days to determine if I even liked it, if I was going to like it. (laughs) Then I was going to get licensed. Then I was going to quit my job. Then I was going to jump into this career. Mm. And oh, by the way, when I jumped in the career, I did like 20 million in my first year, and I'm gonna try to do 40 or 50 million this year. What? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, and this is a person who is um, purchase focused. They're self-generated, so they're not working for a company that supplies leads. No, they go out and build the the, the relationships that bring in the leads, and their realtor builder referred. Mm. Like, so it it can be done, and that's 
you, know, you take that same mindset, whether it's your mindset of sleeping on the floor <laughs> and working all night. My wife's mindset, a school teacher, a right. school teacher went door knocking because she wanted a job that bad. Right. Yeah. If you're sitting back wanting a career opportunity with a certain company and all you're doing is submitting your resumes. Oh, bro. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Come on. You don't oh, want it. You're oh showing my, me. Don't even. Well, before you're, before I even got this job with Waterstone, I applied to, I counted it was like 95, like 95 something jobs. And at some point, you know, you do, you sit out there and you get caught in the trap of just pressing submit, apply, and then just hoping the form of a ring, but it really doesn't work that way. Yeah, if you want something bad enough, you go out there and make it happen. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and parlay this. You got the meeting. Mm -hmm. You 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 got the meeting. Someone said yes to you. Maybe mm -hmm. they felt bad for you. Maybe, <laughs> right. maybe they liked you. Who knows? Right. And you sit down with them. How are you going to stand out? How are you going to stand out, especially if you're newer mm -hmm. in this industry? I'm going to buy a new tie from Ross and call it a day. Okay. Well, dressing well yeah. definitely helps. But yeah. Dressing well. Yes. I'd rather you wear clothes that fit you that may be one step down mm -hmm. from the clothes that don't fit you. Right. That's one step up. Like I'd rather someone come in nice slacks and a polo because it fits you, it's new and it looks good, than the suit that your mom bought you for Ooh, your junior prom. Wow. Yes. You know, like yes. like let's make sure the clothes that you wear are are stylish, clean, and they fit you. But yes, you should dress to impress. But no, let me, let me walk you through some of the thoughts and ideas that I have. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be more for the, the younger professionals on the sales side. Now, anyone else in, in various industries, right. um, I, I can talk to how a processor could bring value to the interview, how an underwriter can bring value. So let me circle back to it. Okay. But I want to give ideas and examples of how a loan officer or a future loan officer or even someone interviewing for a loan officer assistant or a loan partner position mm -hmm. could make themselves stand out. You come into the interview. Did you bring a lead with you? You know what mortgage companies love? Leads. Leads. Yes, any sales company. Damn. Any sales company. Life insurance, right? Um, who's the guy, the Jeff with Tom James? Mm -hmm. He wants a lead. Jeff DeShutter. Yeah, Jeff wants a lead to someone who wants to buy nice clothes. Right. A businessman or businesswoman who likes to have nice work attire. If I'm interviewing with Jeff, maybe I bring to Jeff three names of people that I know that could be my dad's friends, it could be my dad, it could be my uncle, it could be my next door neighbor mm -hmm. that work in a profession that require a certain uniform and that's the uniform that Jeff sells. Yeah. So I'm gonna first say, if you want to stand out, bring something of value, bring a gift. Mm -hmm. And a gift could be a contact that could lead to business. Mm -hmm. If you're a loan officer, let's think about this. What if you rolled in and you said, these are the first 100 realtors and builders that I'm going to call on. I developed this list by calling 50 of my friends and family and working in my Facebook and Instagram accounts. You'd be doing more work than some loan officers that already got the job. Correct, but you're gonna stand on the, wow, this right. person yeah, wants right. it, right? What if you're not licensed and your thought is, well, you know, I wanna find the job first because I want this company to sponsor my license or I want this company to pay for me. Do you have to? Could you not find a way to start cranking out at least the coursework mm. where, where you front your $600 or $700 that's going to be required? Can you not show up already licensed? Hey, I'm already licensed. Hmm. Well, if you're already licensed, you're going to stand out from someone who's not licensed. Mm -hmm. Let's take it one step further. Currently, until we develop something better, mm -hmm. one of my favorite companies from a training platform standpoint is a company by the name of Zenix. You hear me talk about them all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk about them until I find something better. 
Or if I can't find something better, John, you and I are going to create it. Absolutely. You and I will create our own training. But right now, they're who I deem to be top of class. Right. And what if you came and you're like, not only am I licensed, but I've also passed Zenix Ground School. Ooh. I'm also licensed. I've already passed Zenix Ground School. These are the three people I know right now that are looking to refinance. And these are the first 100 realtors and builders I'm going to call on in my local market to network with. Let me show you to your new office. Correct. <laughs> like, but these are things that you're going to have to do in order to stand out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. How do you get hired? How do you land the job? How do you land the interview? These are some of the tips, tricks, and tactics. I, I, I shared a story about me sending a pizza. Right. Now, at the time, I was still in TV advertising. I was working down in West Palm Beach for WFLX Fox 29. Okay. Didn't really like the gig. Mm. Didn't like my manager. Didn't like the station group. Didn't like the station um, uh, ownership. Mm-hmm and didn't see long-term trajectory for me there. Yeah. But there's a Fox TV station in Orlando, Florida mm -hmm. that wasn't a affiliate station. It was actually owned and operated by 20th Century Fox. Okay. And Orlando's a bigger market than West Palm, bigger opportunities. I wanted that job. Okay. And I understood I was probably 2 years away from it. Right, yeah. You know, from a, from an from a, just a, a skill standpoint, mm -hmm. I was good. And I definitely stood out amongst my peers, but there was a people who had just been doing it longer. Mm -hmm. And those people who had been doing it longer, had more experience, and their, their resumes were going to look mm -hmm. at in front of mine. So I came up, I wish I could remember what it was, but I came up with something super creative. And I called the local Papa John's or Domino's or Pizza Hut, can't remember which one it was. If it was today, it'd be Marco's. Shout out to Marco's <laughs> Pizza, it's yeah. my favorite. But uh, in terms of like the national mm -hmm. chains. And I had four extra large pizzas delivered mm. with a note from me what? just trying to catch their attention. So when they opened, okay. And guess what I got? A phone call? Phone call. Yeah. I got a phone call. How long after they were delivered? Like same day or like next, next day? day? Next, next day. day. Nice. Hey, we're really impressed. Now I was told, hey, we're really impressed. You're currently our number two candidate. Was that, how'd that make you feel? Shitty. I wanted to be the number one candidate. <laughs> did, yeah. how did it, what was the end of the story? Did you get the interview? Did you get the job? I did not get the job, which... Later. Everything happens for a reason. Okay. A month later, I landed the job with a company by the name of Home Bank Mortgage Corporation. Yeah, oh, and Home Bank put me through my training program, taught me the business, gave me my start, believed in me. Mm -hmm. Six months later, I had moved from West Palm Beach to Orlando. I am out with my wife, who is pregnant with our first child at the time. Well, I guess he's still our first child, but <laughs> he was in the womb. <laughs> yeah. um, and the guy I would have worked for came up to me. He's like, oh, my God, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Did you finally move to Orlando? Mm. He's like, I tried to call you three months later to offer you the job. No way. I'd already moved to Orlando, switched my cell phone number. I got away from the 561 right. area code, picked four, up a 407 four, area code. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's funny how the universe works because if he called me three months into my LO gig, you would have. Ah, it's a good chance. You the offer was good enough. Damn. The offer was good enough. I, you know, and, and, and my career would have been way different my income would have been way, way lower yeah, i probably great. wouldn't live in orlando currently that is because crazy. that that career would have caused me to um it would have required me to jump around especially mm -hmm. if i was trying to climb the corporate ladder which right. people like me that's what we're kind of always looking to yeah. do need the next challenge yeah but yeah that's but great. so i guess maybe the pizzas did work yeah that's what i'm saying I, yeah in the long run well, uh can you can you share a story of one uh past candidate or employee that you've uh, interviewed that really stood out and what they did and then um, juxtaposed with someone that came in and it's like maybe tried but just crashed and burned without naming names. 
No, I'll name names. Okay. Yeah, because like the, the the two like there's a lot of people that come in from a oh I'm gonna do this from a processing underwriting standpoint that we interview or closers that we interview or loan officer assistants and and loan partners and yeah you know, it's it's a, a smorgasbord of what what stands out on that. Uh, but I promise anyone listening and watching that I would give an example sure. of what what could a processor do to stand out? What could an underwriter do to stand out? You're gonna stand out if when you come in you tell me that you have a following of loan officers who are going to be so upset that you left your current organization. Mm. They're going to want to know where you went because they want to follow. So you'll process for their loans as a hiring manager. If you're a processor and you're like, Hey, now am I going to come over? But I have these two or three loan officers that I think want to follow me. What? If you're an underwriter, Hey, um, I underwrite, underwrite for XYZ company. If you hire me, I think I'm going to, I can introduce you to these, Mm. branch managers, area managers, or loan officers that I just have a great relationship with. Right. Okay. So it kind of works both ways. Right. All right. So you were asking the question of um, like good and bad. Right. What, Some examples yeah. of, of as a hiring manager mm -hmm. that when I knew, I knew. Mm -hmm. um, when I know, I know on the non-sales side, it's typically someone who has a hard time holding the same position with the same employer for any type of longevity. Right, like you stood out. How many years were you at EA? 13 years. 13 mm -hmm. years. Yeah. I look at our girl Cam, who's a loan partner for Kevin Murphy. Mm -hmm. 13 years. Yeah. Right? Even Shirley Agudelo, who's now our processing manager, we hired her to be a loan officer assistant. Mm -hmm. But what stood out, even when Shirley was 22 or 23, she had had the same job since she was 19. Mm -hmm. It was a bank teller for Banco Popular mm -hmm. and had been promoted three different times. So a 20, a 19, 20, 21 year old, same job for three years, promoted three times. Hmm. So then when she's interviewing still for an entry-level position that stands out, I'm like, wow, she couldn't have a, a longevity greater than that. Mm -hmm. So typically when we look at a hire that doesn't go well, it's, it's just that, hmm. or it's, we as hiring managers are trying to jam square pegs mm -hmm. through round holes. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're, you're telling me you want to go into sales. But when I look at your resume, there's no, there, there's no entrepreneurial spirit. There's no history of sales success. Mm -hmm. Those are things that when we look back and something didn't work out, Definitely. it was that, or when I interview you and I ask you, well, what happened here? Oh man, I, I just, I got this new boss and he was such a jerk or, mm -hmm. oh, I went here and they totally lied to me. And they told me that X was going to happen and Y was going to happen. And there's always a good excuse for why you didn't have success. Mm -hmm. Yet, if I really dug into it, there's still people who work there who are still successful, right. but you're not one of them. Mm. I typically find that successful people find a way to be successful regardless of circumstance. Put that one on TikTok, right? Successful people tend to find success regardless of circumstance. So in hindsight, it's always easy to Monday morning quarterback, mm -hmm. but those are things that, that, that didn't work out. Mm. So when we hired Casey McElroy and Mike Williams, here's why I knew it would work out. And you never know anything in totality. Mm -hmm. I just had a really good inkling. Okay. Casey is a, he was well-dressed. He was well-spoken. He's a good looking dude. And when, when you're in sales, being presentable helps, helps. Mm -hmm. It just helps if you can speak well and you can look well. Okay. That that's going to help. Mm -hmm. Casey's from the area. I know the high school he went to. I know some of the people that he runs with. His sister's a realtor. Casey's was in an age group, 28 to 32, mm -hmm. that his peers are starting to get married. They're starting mm -hmm. to buy their homes. 
They're starting to start their families. So certain things just, I'm like, oh, wow, that works in Casey's favor. He's from the area. His sister's a realtor. He's in that demographic. He dresses well. He speaks well. Okay. He was a team captain at Auburn University for their baseball team. Oh, he has leadership skills. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. Someone looked at him amongst 26 other people and said, hey, we want you to represent us on the field and off the field. Mm -hmm. Then here's what I really loved. Casey was drafted by the Padres to be a Major League Baseball player, and he never made it. Never. He was a triple-A all-star twice. By the way, if you don't know this, you don't make money in the minor leagues. Mm. Like, minor league baseball players may make $8,000 a year. Mm. It's a five-month job yeah, or a seven-month job. Y'all bunk up together like seven deep in a, in a room. Yes. You know, now, maybe by the time you, you, you've you gone through arbitration and you're, you're um, X amount of years in the minor league system and you're in the triple-A system, you may be making decent money, like something along the lines of what maybe – a school bus driver or a journeyman or an apprentice electrician may mm -hmm. be making. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very entry level in the business world, but you're at least making something where you can only have three roommates and not seven. Right. And and you don't need the part time job in the summers and the in, in the, the off season, not mm -hmm. the summer, that's mm -hmm. when you're playing baseball. So anyhow, Casey never made it. Never made it to the big show. Never made the big money. Now Casey has dozens of friends and ex-teammates that are making league minimums like 600 grand a year. Mm -hmm. Some have million dollar, multi-million dollar contracts. Casey had what I call a chip on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I look for chips. I look for something. The first two years in this industry, man, they're not fun. You're gonna get beat up, bruised, kicked while you're down. You need something that you can put your eye on the prize. Mm -hmm. And then I've never told Casey this. Casey is what I would call an undersized athlete. Right, Casey is not six foot. Mm -hmm. He is below six foot. He's somewhere between five foot five and six foot. His whole life as an athlete, that was something he had to overcome. Mm -hmm. Other people were looked at before him because professional organizations like to look at size. And if you're undersized, so his whole life, I knew he had to outperform. Mm -hmm. He had to be technically more sound than someone who may have been bigger mm -hmm. or stronger or faster or more athletic. And he did it at one of the highest levels. Right. So yeah, I knew that going with Casey. Mike Williams. Mike, here's what I knew about Mike. Ex-college athlete. There's a theme there. Mm -hmm. um, so I like that. I, I, and you're going into sales, I want someone who's competitive. Mm -hmm. Now, you can be a competitive chess player. In fact, I may like chess better than football right. because your mind brain yeah, is just, games. yeah, sick, right? Mm -hmm. So, but but Mike was a, was a, was a competitor. His first degree was law enforcement. He's a big, tough guy. Yeah, like yeah. he was like six foot five, uh, three hundred pounds. Uh, He's like all into MMA and uh, would like with his two fingers crush me. Yeah. Right. But Mike dabbled in car sales, and for five years, what went from dabbling, he was waiting for his next law enforcement yeah. job to, to yeah. if you listen to his episode, to, to to come around, and he started dabbling in car sales because he couldn't sit still long enough, and he just got good at it. So Mike was a number one producer mm -hmm. five years in a row at his local car dealership. Mm. So, you know, competitor with sales success. And then he tells me, oh, I have over 1,000 people who have my cell phone number because I sold them a car and they call me for everything, Dustin. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? Yeah, 1,000 <laughs> people have my cell phone number. Mm. Because when, when you sit down and talk to Mike, and he's been on the podcast twice mm -hmm. now, yeah. early on, because mm -hmm. he was trying to teach us how to buy a car. Right. But then later, once he started, he actually made it, quote yeah, unquote. Right. I wanted to interview him and talk about his success. 
and what you see is what you get. Yeah, it's, I mean, he sits back. That's it. Yeah. Kind of mumbles when he talks. <laughs> yeah, it is he doesn't it is. have too much voice inflection, doesn't show mm -hmm. too much excitement. Mm -hmm. But people like him. Mm -hmm. People trust him. And he takes care of his people. He does. But from a sales standpoint, I knew he was a competitor. I knew he would grind it out. I know he knows what it means to overcome adversity because as I got to know his football story, he talks about all of his injuries and, and how he had to overcome this injury, how he had to change schools, how he's so happy he changed schools. Like it's a really cool story about his, his collegiate career, mm -hmm. but his injuries kept him from ever having success outside of college. Mm -hmm. He has friends that are multimillionaires because they played in the NFL. Right. He didn't get that opportunity. There's a, there's a small chip there. Right. He doesn't like to lose. He's a fighter. He's a brawler. He's mm -hmm. a tough guy. Mm -hmm. And he has people. So like those were certain attributes that, that, um, that stood out. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what he also did in case he did, I got a handwritten thank you note when, when we were done interviewing, really? they already showed that they know what it means to show appreciation, gratitude, and to follow up. Mm -hmm. and, and those were huge. Mm -hmm. So like for anyone who's tuned in this far and you're contemplating your next career move, and you're trying to figure out, well, how do I land the interview? How do I separate myself and gain the attention of one of the hiring managers? Well, get creative. Mm -hmm. You know, we shared some ideas with you that work, but but come up with your own. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to throw crap against the wall to see what yeah. sticks. Don't just hit apply and hope they call you back because we're well past that point. Yeah. And then when you land the interview, you have to keep in mind, you have to you have to separate yourself. Yeah. Now, if you forget to do some of the things that we taught you to do today, mm. make sure you follow up. Make sure your follow-up is representative to how bad you want this opportunity. Mm, well said. I mean, do you want the opportunity so badly that it's worth an email? <laughs> it's worth a handwritten thank you note? Or is it worth a fruit tray? Is it worth you realizing that the hiring manager is a huge Yankees fan and for a hundred bucks, you figured out that you could buy on eBay some kind of a cool mm -hmm. Yankees themed gift and you have it sent to that person's office with a note attached. You should end this episode by telling folks what you like. I would love for you to get inundated with stuff after this episode. Good stuff though. You know what I like, John? What's that? And we'll end the episode this way. I like for people to tune into the show. This is our passion project. We are motivated. Mm. When we see that five more people started following us on Instagram, you and I get excited. Love it. When we see the comments yeah. in YouTube, we love it. When we get show suggestions, guys, we love it. You make our job that much easier. Yeah. When you let us know what you want to hear, yeah. we'll do our best to fulfill the request. If we can't fulfill the request, we'll find something like it. Absolutely. You will be our motivation. We like it when you subscribe, when you share, when you give us a five-star review. So please continue to do so. We'll continue to push out content. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen, and you have tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.